embracing layers, yeah. We got to, we got to feel. Hello, Field Podcast audience. Welcome back this week. Um, I have a, a new friend with me today. Um, and I say new, I've met um, Dr. Shalana Battle in the last few months, I'm connected with her work via social media and podcast and just knew that uh, she's someone I wanted to do some collaborations with and work with. She um, is ambitious and passionate and compassionate. She's very passionate about women and their health. And this comes from her background, which we'll get into, but it comes from her heart. And her heart is so evident. And if you listen to um, her work, if you follow her on her socials, you just that just comes through. And um, she's doing just really important work. And we're going to get into that today, but we're going to get to know her through these talking points and 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 her journey and what led her to to think that this is the path she needed to be on. She's fun loving and she's adventurous and she's joining us at the end of her work day, which <laughs> I commend her for. Welcome, Shalana. Thank you for having me, Melissa. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> oh, I'm so happy to have you. And I'm so thankful that I've gotten to know you. Um, we're going to start right off with prioritizing self-care in your life. You're a busy lady. So talk to me about that. Yes. You know, I'm I'm very busy. And so sometimes it's very difficult to prioritize um, taking care of my own self. <laughs> yes. You're so busy taking care of other women. Yes. <laughs> so busy taking care of women. And um, I've learned in life, like just through my career and, you know, just coming up, I learned that first you, you have to realize the importance of self-care mm. and you have to really value it before you start to prioritize it. And mm. I really say this because um, in life, we, we have so many tasks and we have so many assignments that take precedence. Um, so much so that we forget about pouring into ourselves because when we are working so hard to complete each task assigned to us, that it, it really becomes difficult to really put yourself first because you're trying to get so many things done. Mm -hmm. Um, and as a nurse practitioner, I find myself always, um, taking work home and, you know, doing work mm -hmm. to, to try to stay ahead, um, you know, and also with my extracurricular activities, I'm, you know, doing things at home to go over and beyond. And even with my podcast, yes, you know, I'm always, you know, on top of um, making sure I, I give material that is useful to women. So with all of that that I do, it, it's, it's sometimes very difficult to prioritize self-care. And um, as women, you know, most of us, you know, are busy taking care of home and pouring into our families and self-care is usually placed on the back burner. And I think that self-care is so important and must be prioritized because it is a, a, our fuel. I, I always say that it, it energizes us and it is basically um, our barrier that we have, mm -hmm. that we build when we take care of ourselves. Um and, you know, it keeps us mentally and physically healthy. So when we neglect ourselves and, and we don't take care of ourselves and we don't make self-care a priority, we do our bodies um, an, a, a disservice. And yeah. we also do the people who depend on us a disservice mm, as well. Yes, so yes. We're, 
pouring into ourselves, if we're not resting well, if we're not eating well, if we're not healthy enough to really even take care of ourselves, we can't really take care of other people. And that kind of reminds me like what they say when we're on the plane, we have to put on our own mask before mm. we other people. So that's, that's why, you know, um, self-care is so important, you know, yeah. for ourselves and then for those who we serve. That's a great analogy there because I, yeah, it's, it's not our think our first nature to think that way, but mm-hmm. we cannot be effective. You cannot go into the kind of work you do where you're pouring so much of yourself and so much of your energy into women's health not only when you're practicing, but also on your podcast, because your podcast was inspired by what you were seeing in your work. And like, okay, I can make a difference here in my office, but I can make a broader difference for women across the world by sharing what I know and what I'm seeing, what I'm hearing from women. But that has a, that has an emotional cost to it. Um, It You know, Mm -hmm. if you do, and so if you don't prioritize your self-care, you cannot do those things well in the way that you want to. It's just, it's all connected. It is. It's, it's really connected. Um, just like I think we'll talk about a little later, you know, our mental health really yeah. impacts our physical health. And when we do self-care, we're really um, supporting our mental health. Yeah. Uh, and that's, the, you know, that's the reason why it's just so important. Absolutely. Absolutely. So with all this time that you have, that you're giving to these other things, talk to me about setting, confidently setting boundaries. What does that look like for you? (laughs) Listen, (laughs) boundaries used to be so hard for me because I am a people's pleaser. Mm -hmm. Yep. (laughs) Hard. You know, like you said, one of my adjectives was that I'm compassionate. And, you know, compassionate people tend to want to put other people first and mm-hmm. want to please of everyone. And if they yeah. ask of you, you want to be able to give and be resourceful. And um, and that makes it very difficult to set boundaries. And I think the first step to being confident when setting boundaries is giving yourself permission to do so. Mm. Um, because most of us are, like I said, people pleasers. And until we realize that we are human and we do have limitations, that's the only way you're really going to be able to be motivated to set your boundaries. And when you set your boundaries, you are, um, you're doing two important things. One, you are recognizing and you're also respecting your own limitations. And we all have limitations. No Mm. one is a woman. Okay. We all have our limits. And so when you set your boundaries, you're saying to yourself, Hey, um, this is my limit and I cannot go beyond that. And then when you communicate your boundaries to other people, you're asking them to do the same thing. You're asking them to Mm. respect and also recognize your boundaries. Mm-hmm. And it's very important, especially when we live in a society where everyone is expected to go over and beyond and, and no one is really allowed to say no. Um, yeah. You know, we, we always praise that person who, who always says yes, who, who can always juggle everything. And then we don't really, um, we don't really applaud the person who says, okay, I need to take a break and I need to rest. Um, and I, I remember, actually remember, I think it's Gabby Douglas, the gymnast, mm-hmm. who kind of took a break from the Olympics during the last Olympics that we had. Yeah. It was a Gabby Douglas. 
I have to think because I get the the two gymnasts um, mixed up. It was not Gabby Douglas, Simone Biles. Yes, yes, and and she yes, and you know she's and she was bold and honest about it. And people struggled with that when it's like, no, we should be celebrating this. They were so upset with her because she pulled out because she uh, developed the twisties. Yes. you know, as you know, that's basically, you know, where they have like a mind block and they forget um, their routine of what they're doing when they're like currently in the air. Um, yeah. Spinning. They yeah. actually forget like how they're supposed to turn their bodies a certain way. And, you know, so that way they can land safely. And um, people really gave her a hard time about that. But that was her yeah. boundary. You know, like, listen, I need to focus on my mental health. I really don't care what you all have to say about it. Yeah. I've realized that I am doing too much. The media is getting, you know, it is just getting to be a little bit much for me. This is my Mm -hmm. limitation. And I need you all to respect that. And she took the time off that she needed. And I just heard today that she's supposed to be, um, you know, she's, she's back, um, competing. Yeah, so, I heard that too. Yeah, so we have to just kind of follow that example, you know, and really yeah. take care of ourselves because um, when we don't recognize our own limits and we don't set the appropriate boundaries, it's really not good for our physical health and it's not good for our mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it can bring on a lot of anxiety, a lot of depression. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've seen women who've had hypertension just because of stress, Mm. you know, it can really do a lot of things to our hormones. So it it really pays to really take care of yourself and and set the appropriate boundaries with others. Yeah. And you get, that was a beautiful intro to how emotional health, physical health, and mental health are connected. Mm -hmm. I mean, I love the Simone Biles example you use because Mm-hmm. People are, you're so quick to judge. I'm like, you're yeah. not the one flying up in the air that's risking mm-hmm. your life on not knowing how to land these already dangerous tricks that they are doing exactly. out there. Not even tricks isn't the right word. Dangerous, like, feats. Like, it's really hard to do what they do. And, the, and the media onslaught that those women have to deal with anyway on mm-hmm. that. And so to have that courage, but you're right that we, we celebrate the people that are bending over backwards, but, but they're exhausted, you know, and all of a sudden we wonder, well, why did, where did they go? Or why did they disappear? Or why are they, why are they, why did they have a heart attack? Why are they in rehab? Why, you know, what? Well, because they mm-hmm. didn't, you know, they, they believe this false narrative that the culture has told us about wiping ourselves out before we step back and take a break. When it's, mm-hmm. when it's the, the women and the people that have the courage to say, no, no more. I don't have yeah. any, I'm going to step back. I'm going to do what I need to do for me. And, um, and it, it, and it's not really about what you think about it. I gotta, I gotta do what's best for me, but I think women get really, um, they're scared to do that. There's fear and shame that if they need to take care of themselves and we've got to strip down that, we got to get rid of that narrative. We have to, and, you know, not being able to to say no, um, 
it's the reason why so many women have like that superwoman syndrome complex. Yeah. Um, you know, because we feel like we have to be able to please and do it, do it all for everyone. Yeah. But, um, you have to get to that point where you're comfortable with setting limitations and, and setting boundaries and saying no. It's okay yeah. to say no. It, it really truly is. It doesn't mean that you don't care about the person any less. Mm-hmm. It does not mean that you're just not a resourceful person. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't mean any of those things. Yeah. You know, um, you do what you can. Yeah. And, and what you can do is enough. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. enough. I think it's so important that enough piece. And also you said something earlier, there's power mm-hmm. in recognizing what your limitations are and where your space is there's power in that. It feels like you have a choice. It feels like, you know, you, and you do have a choice. I think sometimes we feel so pulled and we're so worried about disappointing people or what someone's going to say or think that we feel like we don't have a choice. And it's like, no, take back that choice, take back that empowerment. Mm -hmm. There's freedom in that. And it's, it's going, and you talk about, you see it every day, women who are suffering physically because they have overstretched themselves. They're trying to live by an unrealistic narrative that isn't good for anybody. It's not good for them. And it's not good for the people in their lives. It's not. Not at yeah. all. Yeah, absolutely. So much power in that. And I think too, just recognizing where am I giving, not just where am I showing up physically, where am I showing up emotionally? And what is the impact of that? Because there's a lot of, as women, as black women, as a black woman, as you are, as there's a lot of work to be done out there. I mean, there yeah. is no shortage of work to be done and places to be active, but you've got to, you've got to know when you've got to step back and just make t- space and time for rest mm-hmm. so that you can show up the way you need to and know that you can't do everything. And, and it's not your responsibility to do everything. It is not. And you should not surround yourself with others who believe that it's your responsibility. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Those who do not accept when you say no to them or get angry or uh, think negative of you when you say no, because you need to take care of yourself. Those are the people that you don't really need in your close knit circle. Yeah. You really don't. Yeah. And that, that, those Mm -hmm. people, that affects your emotional health as well. Absolutely. Such a good point. All right. How can you do this so well? I mean, this is your calling really between the work you do as a professional and the work you're doing with the podcast um, and a couple of podcasts because you've got one with your girlfriends now too, don't you? I do. I do. It's called Close the Curtain Podcast. And so we'll be rebooting again, hopefully next month sometime. I love that. And this, I love this because it started out as an appearance once a month on her, the original eavesdrop podcast. And it was yeah. called the wind down. And I was like, I love this. This is so much fun. You guys are just talking about things and spilling the tea on things and having just fun conversations. And it, it, it gained so much traction that it's become its own thing. So with it, so you're doing it. So you've got, you've got your work, you've got your two podcasts, you're all these things you're doing, which is why it's so important for you to take space. But it's also how you have showed up so well in supporting yourself and other women and living unapologetically. Yeah. At what point did you decide? I mean, I know from you and I having conversations that in talking Mm -hmm. to women that you were seeing, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm seeing these things over and over again. We have to have more open conversations. When, what was the point that you decided it was time for you to take that next step and do that? To do the podcast? Yeah. 
Well, um, I've always wanted to find a way to reach women outside the walls of the exam room. Yeah. Um, because the problem with healthcare it, is that it's, I think it's very close-minded and very mm. one-sided um, mm. sometimes. And it really depends on the provider, you know, that you have, you know, there are mm -hmm. some providers that are very diverse in how they care for their patients. But what I was realizing um, is that a lot of women have questions that they have not been able to get the answers to, mm -hmm. uh, rather because the provider didn't know the answer to the question or because they were embarrassed to talk mm -hmm. about their concerns um, or they just forgot. They just, you know, they were talking about other things with their, their healthcare provider or they were too nervous and they just forgot about their questions. Either way, I just felt that women just not were not getting the information that they needed, you know, for their individual care. And right. I pondered and I thought about day in, day night, day out, like how can I um, help women, you know, mm -hmm. in a way where, I have more than just 10 to 15 minutes with them. And yeah. I thought about, okay, well, let's, let's do a podcast. Something said, do a podcast, Shawana. And I don't know why, because I am one of the shyest people <laughs> on this earth. Um, and I don't know, you know, why that came over me, but I felt like, okay, well, I can do a podcast and have um, experts come on and talk about the different concerns that I know that women um, are concerned about. And um, I started just, you know, having a weekly episodes where I interviewed, you know, women who I knew in the profession who really had the same um, passion as I did. So I started mm -hmm. it out that way. And then I saw how much traction it was getting. And so mm -hmm. I was like, oh, women are really listening. Women really want this information. And yeah. so then I started just branching out and just researching other healthcare providers that were in alignment with me. Um, mm -hmm. And it just kind of, root to what it is now and I'm I'm just um so pleased at how long I've been doing it. That's yeah. Like, yeah. I am very notorious for starting something and <laughs> not having <laughs> it really go as far. And so the podcast has been around for um this is its third year now. Wow. In September it'll be uh three years that I've had the podcast and I'm just proud of that accomplishment. And then I'm also, you know, happy and excited that it has really um help women in such a, a, yeah. a big way, bigger than I I ever expected because I get messages in my inbox all the time. Like, oh, this this um, episode really um, hit home for me. You know, keep doing it. Keep up the good work. Um, you know, so I'm just excited about it and I'm going to continue to do it. Hopefully it'll lead to other things that will benefit women as well. Absolutely. Well, it, it's really remarkable. It's really wonderful. It's so well-informed. You touch on so many topics mm -hmm. within health, um, within women's health, emotional health, mental health, physical health, you, you, and you make that a priority and you have such compelling people on and there's such compelling conversations and there's so much, mm -hmm. I think, that empowerment to women to, and being informed. It helps women know. I mean, there's so many, I've listened to so many of your episodes and- yeah. I, and so it's like, oh, I never thought about asking that. Oh, it's okay to ask that. Oh, that's what that means in my body. <laughs> oh, 
you know, here's a woman who really, who's also a medical health practitioner who understands what is happening to me. She mm-hmm. sounds trustworthy, you know, I, maybe that, you know, because I think sometimes too, for women, if you've been burned by a, a, an experience or you've had a bad experience or you've felt shamed, you you're really resistant to either asking that question again or going back to that provider. And I think you provide such a, a welcoming and informed space that can really give make women feel safe. Mm-hmm. And, and, and in going back and, and, and finding that person that can help them um, yes. in person, because I mean, you're, this doesn't take the place of going to the doctor and you're very clear about that. You've got yeah. a whole, you, you cover that very well, but, right but you, yes, very, you know, you have to, that's very important, but you also, I think mm-hmm. have just such important conversation. There's so many things in our health and our bodies that we don't want to talk about because someone has told us it's not appropriate or if there's been such stigmas and shame around it. And yeah. you, open, you open the doors to all of that as yes. you know, when it comes to knowing our bodies and in, in, in knowing how we feel and what's going on with them. So we can articulate that and not having shame wrapped around that. And, yeah. and, and you talk about that on so many fronts and it's so important and it's so um, it's, it's, it's badly needed. And it's, I think when it's coming from you, you have a, you know, you have a position of authority because you bring a scientific background right. combined with your compassionate background. Mm-hmm. Um, right. and I, I'm not surprised the response has been, has been what it was. Yeah. And I made sure that I put other things other than just physical yes. in there because I am a firm believer, as we talked about earlier, that our physical health, our mental health, you know, our social health, like the people who we've invited in our lives and allow in our circle, in our space, um, you know, even our economical um, yeah. health, all of that is intertwined and affects our overall physical health and how we're doing. So my topics, I, I definitely will talk about gynecological um, subjects and topics, but then I look at other things that women may uh, come across that Mm-hmm. may affect their overall health. So we talk about yeah. relationships. Um, we talk about uh, mental health. Um, we talk about even the, the social things that's going on in our world today, which is mm-hmm. why I did the wind down because we talked about a lot of, um, you know, uh, common things you may see on the news. So all of that, I think, just really affects us um, all together. Yeah. And relationships. I mean, your whole doctoral work was so impactful on, you know, on, you know, women feeling safe with they've been in abusive relationships on where to go and what health practitioners need to be looking for within that. Like this isn't just a, a physical appointment to check her blood pressure and her heart and do the, you know, yearly pap smear and all this, there's more to this than that. How is she doing emotionally? Are there any things that are coming up? And that's so powerful and so important. Mm, Yes. Because, you know, as practitioners, you're going to see things that other people don't see, but, you know, and seeing that connection. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And that's why I did my doctoral project on, um, 
uh, domestic violence and educating providers and coming up with a protocol that helps providers not only screen their patients, but gives them guidance on what to do once Mm. their um, patient has admitted to being uh, abused. Because oftentimes I think a lot of us uh, shy away from asking those questions because one, we don't know how to approach it. Sure. Secondly, because um, we don't know what to do if it's kind of like open up a, a can of worms or Pandora's box. Yeah. <laughs> asking the question. So now she's telling us, okay, yes, I have been abused. So what are you going to do about it? And so many doctors yeah. shy away from that because they don't really know what to do after yeah. there has been the mission to it. So I developed a protocol, which we did do in the practice where I worked um, and we're currently still using the, the mm. protocol um, to help screen women because I feel like the first line of defense is usually the healthcare provider. Mm. You know, most yeah. women will come in for their annual appointments or they'll come in for problem visits throughout the year. And we should be asking the important questions and we should be able to be resourceful for women if they're going through these things. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's so important and so powerful because I think sometimes what happens is we see a physical manifestation of something. You talked about hypertension earlier that, uh, that can just be, or anxiety. Okay. What is, is there something chemically going on? And if so, what's, what's inducing that? Is there asking the question, is there something else going on in their life that's Mm -hmm. inducing this thing and not just jump to the conclusion that, oh, this is something they have in their family. Here's a pill. And it's mm-hmm. like, actually, it's deeper than that. And I think I, 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 you you approach that and you look at that whole thing. And that's so powerful. Yeah. And a good example of that is one day I was watching a TED Talk and this OBGYN, I forgot her name, but she practices in New York. Mm. And I will never forget this story because um, it just shows like why... Um, why looking at the total person and not the illness is so important. Mm. Um, She had a patient that had chronic pelvic pain. She had been to several doctors, had so many diagnostic studies done Mm. and no one could really determine, you know, why she was having this pelvic pain. Yeah. And so she, the patient or the woman ended up in her practice and at her practice, she it's, it's common practice for her to screen her patients for um, depression. Okay. All providers are required to do it. Some okay. offices do it, some offices don't. Some do it, but then don't really um, read the questionnaire. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but she, apparently she's very, in, she's um, into research and she's into um, studying about depression and anxiety as well and how it affects gynecological health. That was her background. So, of course, she's taking this a little bit more seriously than, you know, some providers may be. Sure. Um, And so she gave the the woman the questionnaire. She filled out the questionnaire and her her depression was scores were just kind of like out of the. It was just out of range. Wow. Just off the charts. It's off the charts. And she ended up, you know, talking to her, um, you know, just about the depression, you know, mm-hmm. was she ever diagnosed? She said no. Was she ever taking any medications for it? She said no. Um, she just spent 
time just talking to the woman about it. Mm -hmm. And then she ended up not even doing anything, ordering any ultrasounds or anything like that, because she had already done all of that. Mm -hmm. She just sent her to a therapist and psychiatry and got her the proper medication and help that she needed. Mm -hmm. And that pelvic pain disappeared. Wow. Pelvic pain disappeared. There are a lot of research studies on how pelvic pain can be strongly linked to trauma especially yeah. sexual trauma and sure. also um, depression. Mm. And we don't think about that because no. we're thinking about the pelvic pain. When a woman yes. comes in and complains about pain, we're thinking about the pain and we're not really taking into consideration everything that might be going on. Yeah. So it, that's why it's so important to just look at the total picture and mm. look at the person holistically. And incorporate everything about that person into their care. Mm, I love that. That's such a powerful Mm -hmm. example. Thank you for sharing that. Ladies, remember these things. Mm -hmm. Remember these things. And it's okay to demand these things when you're seeing your practitioner. And if you don't feel like you're getting that help, look for other places to go. Because there are are doctors and practitioners like like Dr. Shalana Battle and like this woman in New York, they're out there and, and you have a right to find them and have them. So um, thank you so much for that. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, The importance of setting and coming back to your why and your values and everything you do. So your values, your compassion piece really played a role um, in in all that you do. It's very clear by your work, but um, Talk to me about your values journey. Has that always been the case for you? Is that something you've come to know about yourself? Hmm. Um, so I definitely value health. I've always um, value health um, coming up. Even before I became a nurse, before I even went off to college, um, I knew that I wanted to do something in healthcare. I always mm-hmm. knew when I was young, I, I wanted to do psychology. And I don't know mm-hmm. why, you know, when they, ask, <laughs> when they ask you, most kids are like, oh, I want to be a doctor. I want to be a lawyer. I want to be an astronaut. And I'm like, I want to be a psychologist. Just <laughs> <laughs> the eight-year-old. <laughs> but, you know, I and of course, I didn't end up being a psychologist. I actually studied psychology early on in undergrad and totally mm-hmm. hated it. Oh, wow. Because um, <laughs> I was like, this is just not for me. And yeah. then I ended up in nursing school. But I always knew that I wanted to be somewhere in healthcare because I value health. Um, I think it's very important because without without health, you really don't, you don't really have a quality of life. And that's yeah. something that I really definitely value. Um, yeah. So basically, just why I just value health and I value um, helping others. Yeah. Um, that's something that I've always, you know, wanted to do, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and I think I get joy out of it mm-hmm. and helping others has actually helped me, you know, grow mm-hmm. as a person as well. Yeah. yeah. So, yes, absolutely. Well, and, and you're, and you're a difference maker and it comes through in your yeah. work. So thank you so much for that. Um, Living out of your own expectations versus others. Talk to me about mm-hmm. the expectations journey. Cause I, I, you know, for you yourself, and also I'm sure this is something you see every day with women. Mm-hmm. I think um, living our own expectations and 
not the expectations of other people is so important because I feel like most of the time when people are, or when people place expectations on you, they want you to live by their values, um, mm. their ideas and their customs and how they were raised. Yeah. And we are not all cut from the same cloth. We're not the same. Mm-mm. You know, our values are different. Um, how we think, how we feel um, is very different. And as we are growing and we're learning to accept ourselves um, for who we are, I feel like living out other people's expectations, especially society, um, yeah. it will continue to take us down a, like a rabbit hole of imposter syndrome, um, comparing ourselves to others all the time and doubting our own abilities. Yeah. And yeah. so, you know, when this happens, it's just, it's hard to grow into who we are. Yeah. 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 Really? Mm-hmm. Have you always had a firm grasp on that? Or is that something you've had to learn and grow into? I had you've to got- definitely learn it because, you know, we, I feel like we all coming up, our parents have uh, expectations on us. Sure. Um, people in our family, they expect us to do X, Y, and Z. They want us to mm-hmm. go off to school. They want us to do this and do that and be great people and great citizens, which is great. And we all should. But uh, sometimes we get caught up in living out what they want for us and living out their desires. And we just don't stop and consider what we want. So yeah. I had to learn how to kind of break away a little bit from what mm-hmm. my parents wanted me to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And, and what they expect of me and just kind of be my own individual person. They set the foundation, you know, mm. early on. Sure. Um, it was time for me to kind of blossom and grow and, and, and just kind of live out who I am, live, live out my truth. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So important. And you know, that can be tricky too, because sometimes mm-hmm. when you move, because I most, a lot of times our parents mean well, it doesn't come mm-hmm. from a place that's meant to do any harm, but it's still that, okay. I got this now, everybody. So I'm going to move in this direction and I hope you'll move with me. I appreciate the foundation you gave me, but it's time for me to find my own, my own path and my own way. Yeah. 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 And I think, um, that's the way it should be, you know, coming up, we really, when we're young, we don't really have, um, you know, that sense of, direction you know our values Mm -hmm. are still developing our morals we're still learning you know at that at that age yeah um so our parents are there to guide us and set that foundation for us right but at at some point you have to set the standard for yourself and you have to set the expectations for yourself Mm. Yeah. And we, and I think we get there and I think the foundations and stuff that we have coming up just guides us into, um, you know, what is next for us in life. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. We'll talk about, and you've been just a little bit earlier, but accepting the layered aspects of ourselves, all that part, all the parts of us that make us who we are. Um, and not just the shiny stuff that, that we see on, you know, social media or on, in the pictures and stuff, but all those pieces and all those parts of our journey. Talk to me about your layers journey. Ooh, my layers journey. That's, you know, learning to accept the negative things about you because not everything is going to be like you said, shiny. Yeah. And, um, 
definitely coming up as a young girl, it was hard to accept all of my flaws. Mm-hmm. Um, it was hard to um, look in the mirror sometimes, you yeah. know. Um, but as I got older, I learned to accept um, some of the things about myself. Mm-hmm. And as I continued to grow, I learned to accept all of the things. Yeah. That- about myself. So it, it was a process. And I'm yeah. glad I'm at a point now where I'm able to accept all the great things, mm-hmm. all the bad things, and also mm-hmm. all the ugly things. Because yeah. I feel like everything, all of that, those layers together mm-hmm. have made me who I am today. All yeah. of those things together have got me to where I am um, today. And I don't think um, I would have been um, I would have gotten where I am had it not been for those different layers. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. And I think too, for me at least, and it'll be interesting to hear what you have to say on this. Sometimes accepting those harder things, those ugly things, those things we don't want to talk about, can also inform our ability to be compassionate and empathetic to others. Mm-hmm. You know, if mm-hmm. we can accept those things about ourselves, I think it allows space to be more empathetic. With has that been your experience? Yeah. Yeah, um, it, it definitely has been my experience because now I'm able to talk to women who have been where I am, where mm, I have been, where yeah. they're not accepting certain things about themselves. And I'm able to relate with them re- or relate to them because I've been there. Yeah. Um, and I think that with when we live in the era of social media, we live mm-hmm. in the era of um, a, like a society that you know just glamorizes perfection. Yeah, yes, <laughs> it, it's really hard um, to just be accepting of our imperfections. Yeah, yeah. you know, and it takes work. It takes a lot of work to get yeah. there. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And a good point on that glamorizes and it's not realistic. No one, no one, no one, no one measures up to that. No one lives up to that. It's not, it's not a sustainable true model. And so, mm-hmm. you know, being able to accept that part too and see the part, you know, none of us do. <laughs> it doesn't matter. You know, you know, what you see on the surface can be deceiving. And so just know that that that's not the case for anybody and not, you know, exactly. real estate for anybody. But yeah, that ability, to, I think, to relate and connect mm-hmm. just opens up mm-hmm. when we're able to do that. All right. In living out feel, in finding empowerment, embracing layers, which is the name of the podcast, but in living that out in your life, how has that affected the quality of your relationship with yourself as well as your relationship with others? Mm-hmm. I think that when you, when you learn to embrace your layers um you learn to appreciate who you are um your self-esteem improves mm-hmm. um your sense of self-worth improves mm-hmm. um when you're able to accept everything about yourself and when you feel good about yourself it's easier for you not to allow people to come into your life who aren't supposed to be yeah um, it's easier for you not to accept um, negativity. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I feel that we're able to make better decisions about the people who we allow with us yeah. in, in our in our circle. Yeah, and so I feel like 
embracing my layers have really helped me, mm -hmm. you know, um, it, it's really helped me in a way not to allow negative relationships. Yeah. Cause you know, you're worth more, you mm -hmm. know, you deserve better, you know? And I think that also opens the door to prioritizing yourself and your self care and your health, because you know, you're worth more, yeah. all those things work together. So yeah, mm -hmm. really, really good point. Thank you for sharing that. That's yeah. So that's a great takeaway. And like, you know, it, it's all connected. It's all connected. It, it, it will mirror each other. All right. We are down to our rapid fire. Name five activities that nourish you. Sleeping. <laughs> Yay. I don't know when you sleep, but I'm glad you value it. <laughs> um, exercising. Um, definitely spending time with family. Um, spending time with my family is definitely something that grounds me. Mm. Um, praying and meditating and listening to music. Mm, very good. And five words on how you want to feel the next six months. Mm. Relieved. Because <laughs> there are some things that are going on right now um, with me, like some decisions that, big decisions mm -hmm. that I have to make. Mm -hmm. And um, just the whole process of making these decisions and thinking about it is it has been um, giving me a little bit of healthy stress. I won't say I'm stressed out, it's healthy stress. Sure. Um, so I, I think within six months, these, these decisions would have been made. <laughs> <laughs> I will be uh, relieved. <laughs> That's great. Good stuff. It's like <laughs> um, accomplished. I know I've already accomplished, you know, getting my doctorate degree and working in my career, but there are some other life goals that I have mm. for myself. And um, one is starting my own telehealth business, which oh, will wow. be up and running um, by the end of, well, we're at the end of the month, but um, at least by the 30th, I'm hoping to be finished with everything. Wow. Do in order to get this up and running. So I have a couple days. There's one or two things that I need to do and then it'll, I'll be ready. So mm. um, by the six, the, in six months, it'll be a thriving business. Yes. <laughs> That's exciting. Um, yeah, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm scared too. Yeah. Um, but there's more excitement than there is fear. Um, I'm just going to awesome. put my best foot forward. Yeah. Um, and so, um, decluttered, <laughs> <laughs> decluttered, um, is another word that I hope to have accomplished in six months. Um, because, you know, like we spoke about earlier, um, about all the things that I, I do and I'm into, um, it's, I'm to a point now where I feel like I need to start prioritizing some things and letting mm. some things that aren't priority go. Yeah. And I'm in the process of, and that's where it goes back to relief because it, it goes back to making decisions. Right. So, um, so I'm in the process of just trying to declutter my schedule and, you know, declutter my mind. Yes. <laughs> All that stuff. Yeah. So I'm in that process. Okay. And then also um in six months, I want to continue to feel loved. Mm. <laughs> loved, loved by family. Um, you know, loved by friends. 
um, you know, loved by my patients. And um, so that, and then also alignment. I want to be yeah. in alignment in six months with, um, I guess, more in alignment with what God has placed me on this earth to do. Mm. I know I'm serving my purpose, but I feel like there's there's more ways that I should be serving my purpose. And I just want to be in alignment with my assignment. Yeah, absolutely. And we know, I think that's such an interesting point. We know that we can feel it in our, in our souls and in in when that's, when that needs to be aligned. And so, you know, having the courage to follow that, I'm super excited about the telehealth. Will that be, will that be just within your state or will that be something that you'll do broader? Right. So the Perfect Harmony Women's Health Telemedicine, that's the name of it. Okay. It's just within the state of Florida right now because that's where I'm licensed. Sure. Um, Once I have licensures in other states, I can open it. um, Mm -hmm. You know, to do at some point. Sure. Six months. But right now um, it's just in the state of Florida and I'm offering just basic telehealth services um, for most things where women don't really need to be in the office for. Okay. Um, And then I also offer coaching services for women who do not live in Florida. Okay. So for women who who want to um, manage their symptoms of menopause and polycystic ovarian syndrome and PMS naturally, I have a coaching business for that. Yeah. And all those sources will be in our sources doc, folks. So don't you worry, go to um, embracinglayers.com. It'll be on our website. It'll be there. And I'm super excited because by the time this drops, it's going to be real close to some of these things come into fruition for you. So the timing of this is going to be really exciting. I This is, I wow, that's a whole other avenue that I'm so happy for you for. And I'm just so thankful for the work you do in the world and the difference maker that you are. And that I get to know you and share you. Um, it's it's just such an honor. And I'm so thankful for you and for people yeah. like you that are willing to 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 be that catalyst and be that advocate to help women with these very important things that are going on every day that they need to know if there's somebody out there that's safe, that they can trust, that's going to give yeah. them good information. Yes, yes, I agree. I agree. And, and that's what I intend to do. Um, like I said, I feel like I have, I I know my purpose and I'm walking in it, but I really mm-hmm. feel like there's more to do. Yeah. There's more work that has to be done. And I am committed to getting the work done and um, just fulfilling my mission. Yeah. Well, you're doing this beautifully and I, I'm so excited to get to watch this. And I'm so thankful um, that I've gotten to, to meet you and and have you yeah. part of my circle? It's just, just you're such a blessing. Um, so stay tuned, people. Dr. Shalana Battles out there making moves and doing things and continuing to live out her purpose and help and be such a wonderful and beautiful resource in the world. So again, go to embracinglayers.com, check that out. Thank you for joining me this evening. I'm so appreciative of you taking the time. Your time is precious and valuable, and it means so much that you took the time um, to share yourself and all you do um, with our audience tonight. But um, so thank you. Yes. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. It was an honor. All right. Field podcast audience, you heard it. Sources, go check out what Shalana does. Uh, she has a lot of great information on our website. 
check out the eavesdrop podcast. Oh my gosh. So good. So much good information. Start from the beginning and go all the way through. It's all really relevant. It's all really important. Absolutely. I'm so glad to get to share that. Go check out all those resources. Um, and and don't be afraid to ask those questions and know there's somebody out there that wants to help you with that. But um, take care of yourselves, ladies, and have a great week. Goodbye. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Finding empowerment, embracing layers, yeah.